G'day everyone, it's, we're coming, not live, but uh, I'll just say live from the Anxiety Hour podcast and uh, it's just me on my lonesome, well not on my lonesome, but there's no Mel. Now it's time to party. I tell you what, I can say what I want, do what I want without Coach Mel giving me the evil, no, she's, Mel is phenomenal, I've got, you can hear the guests starting to laugh and uh, when I send this through to Mel to listen to and upload um hopefully she gets a laugh out of this too but we miss coach mel uh gm mel boss mel as i call her so uh tonight we've got a phenomenal uh human being who's just really starting a coaching journey and um and it, it was kind of cool I, I shot this podcast once and all of a sudden it blew up and i'm like wow this this there's so much in what we're about to talk to and i would love to do a multi-part um, podcast with you and I've got the amazing Felicia. Woo! <laughs> We've got a live audience here. It's <laughs> like the old 1950s radio when yeah. they're like, uh, woo! <laughs> we're really high tech. But anyway, Felicia, so mate, thank you very much for jumping on. So you, you really captivated my imagination as you started to open up about your life and your thoughts and your theories and what you've had to overcome. Mm. But we're going to talk about relationships. Yeah. Intimate friendships, yeah. mother, child, child, and parent, child. We're just going to talk about relationships. Yeah. Okay. So, are you excited? I'm excited. I'm trying to rein it in. What's been going on for the brain the last couple of days? I'm like, you have to do a podcast with me. What was <laughs> happening when we asked? Yeah. Uh, um. Uh, when you asked, I was like really excited. Um. Yep. And um. And I've had to rein it in ever since, ever since because I'm like, don't be unbalanced with this situation because you don't want to send yourself into overwhelm before you get there and end up with a migraine or end up with some kind of illness because you haven't dealt with your, with your stuff. So even today and the last couple of days, I was kept thinking about it and I was so excited and I wanted to share it with everyone. And um, there's an element of ego with that too where you want to shout out to the world. So um, yeah, I did my processes this morning around it and yeah. really helped me to balance out so I could come with a more balanced mindset for everyone today. One of my superpowers is being able to pull apart something someone says and then speaking for about six hours on it. And there's about 24 hours of conversation right there in that intro. <laughs> um, let's see if we can, uh, let's see if we can minimize that. But I, I love yeah. what I love. All right. We teach in our, as you know, in our road mapping and our success strategies, one, what are your success emotions? So we look, to, we look to attach four or five key success emotions to whatever you want to achieve. So that's one. Two, we also teach our clients to ground themselves or I go into the group and put my big cranky pants on and ground everyone. Like, and and that's that and like you've talked about migraine. You've talked about obviously this. When I met you, you were very panicked, mm-hmm. um, letting go of drama, and also as you started to grow and put these amazing posts out, like you're such a heart-driven person. Like there's so much content out there that is super boring, yeah. And uh, your stuff is far from boring. Oh, but as thank you, you, oh mate, as you started to grow, and then all of a sudden your partner Ben's going, she's got a migraine. I'm like. 
Life is so good. It's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, I got a migraine. So, yeah. like, tell what have you learned about yourself as you've started? You, because you're multi, you're multi-modality. You're you're starting to be a coach in this space. Your mm-hmm. corporate background, single mama, now not single, obviously. But it's like, tell me what's going on with the migraines because we've. I know I kind of know what's going on, but tell me what's going on for you. Um, the migraines I really think has to do with the suppressing of my feminine energy. I think it's, yeah, I think it's because it's always on my left side. So I definitely know that I have a hundred percent of work to do. Um, the, yeah. And the, and because I think, um, from such a young age, um, going into, um, my career with Woolies at 14 years and nine months old. um, Did you do that too? Like as soon as you could, you started working. Yeah. yeah. I was, I was Maccas. Yeah. Um, (laughs) and part of that, I look back now and it was to escape, like it was to escape my, my upbringing, but um, I, 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 I think that since then I've been in a heavily masculine space yep. um, where I, cause I, then I, I was really promotable. Like I was a manager when I turned 19, I was two IC when I was 17, instead of going to schoolies, I worked full time. <laughs> um, just um, yeah, just heavily in my masculine making decisions. Um, always being well-equipped and seeing what was going to happen before it would actually happen. So, you know, with all my regulars, I would know what they were going to get. I would have it lined up at the counter before they would even get there. Like, You're like a control freak. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, a control freak because it gave me praise and it gave me purpose and it gave me acknowledgement and it gave me all of these um, things that I look for now. I tell you what, isn't it funny like it's so true like you talk about a migraine and people when we start working with people because we're all about balance mm-hmm. it's like what are the benefits of the migraine and they're like nothing <laughs> and i'm like well how can you keep reproducing what are the benefits of anger it's like nothing and i'm like well why do you keep reproducing it and it's like people are confusing dog shit and dessert they're just they're taking big chunks of dog shit and they're forgetting the desserts over here because they're so used to eating dog shit for so long. Yeah. I, 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 and obviously there's a lot more to this, but I, I like the way that you said you were super controlled, super focused. And no wonder you're getting pain in your feminine energy because if, yeah. you've, if you've blocked it and you've suppressed it and you've protected yourself, like, yeah, that, that I couldn't, I couldn't begin to think what that'd be like. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's, but it's amazing now because I recognize like even when I am to do a live, I have to now check my body language because I'll be leaning in with my right side. So it's mm. like, I'm leaning in to send a message out, but I'm protecting myself from the judgment and the criticism. Like, and so now I have to really try and well, really center myself and, um, remind myself that I'm safe and that I'm free to open up and that um, I have a purpose by sharing my, um, I don't want to call it a story, but sharing my wisdom around my life. Wow. That's so cool. I love, I love the way that you are becoming a feedback junkie because we talked to, and it was oh, Reese, coach uh, Godfather, coach Godfather yeah. said the other day, and it was a really great way to explain it. I can't tell, I can't say it's mine. It's actually his. He goes, are you hearing criticism or feedback? And the guy said, wow, criticism. I'm like, no shit. That's why you're responding. So like we teach our team to love feedback because as you know, in our community, if you're emotional, 
or you're triggered by something or someone, but that's a gift and that's yours to own. Mm-hmm. So, and that's yeah. why, that's why when you're all triggered at me for saying something hard to hear, I'm yeah. like, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it, yeah. it's that as a newbie coming into this new science and new learning and new stuff. Like, what's that like for someone who's like little old triggered triggered me coming into not old, you young, but yeah. little young triggered me coming into a group of perceived entrepreneurs and, and people kicking ass. Like, what's that like for you? Um, it's um, there's an element where it's made me hungry, but oh. then there's an element where it is also um you can either use it to your advantage and be a leader in your own lane, or you can use it as an excuse for yourself not doing the work. And I'll be the first to admit that I have used it as an excuse to not do the work because I felt like I've seen all these amazing qualities and all of these coaches and I have all these tools and yet it's just too hard. It's too hard I to do. I love that. Own. I love that. I love that. And you've seen people drop from our community for that mm-hmm. exact reason. And there's a fine line where I could have been one of those people that dropped because, but yep. instead of running, which I've, I've run my whole entire life, which is why I've been in such fear, flight or freeze for so long, mm-hmm. um, that that's part of a learned habit. And um, when you can delve deep within yourself and really understand, well, what is it that I want? what is my purpose? What is it that I'm wanting to achieve and deliver and give to other people? Mm. It's either for you and it's, or it's not for you. Some people will, and we've said this, I don't know how many lives of my own stuff you watch. I know you engage regularly in our social media, but I put up this morning, actually, like people will jump on the train to mediocre town if it Mm -hmm. means not having to solve a problem. Mm -hmm. Like I am still like, bamboozles me like that's a word you want to use to the amount of people that are so loving mediocrity and by mediocrity i mean average income average job average uh just average friendship circles um and it's not by saying that doesn't mean we're above but it means that people are so desperately holding on to what they don't want to lose that that's when we start really eating the dog shit Mm mm-hmm and I'm like, oh, and I've been talking about this often because this cliff, this end of JobKeeper cliff, this this cliff is going to appear right now. It is feast and I, be, I believe it's going to continue to actually expand and grow and especially if you're in a space of love and consciousness and whatever else you want to call it. So for me, this has been phenomenal. Mm. Um, how's it been for you this uh, last little bit of crazy times? Um, it's It's amazing because I think the lockdown has really given us so much opportunity more so than we had so before where we've had to slow down. We've had to quieten ourselves. We've had to, I don't know, you either avoid it or you don't avoid it. And I think for me, there was some of that element of fear in the beginning um, because that's how I was wired to be fearful. Um, But I just see so many benefits now. And I think, um, I think we're at a pivotal moment in time where we can start breaking away from the pact and those people who are drowning in the mediocrity can actually move forward. And I think um, it's really going to separate mediocre to the leaders. And I think we need 
big leaders around the mental health space because I don't, I think that, um, well, I know for me being labelled with anxiety and depression, there's an element where, yeah, you do think, well, I'm just always going to be this way and mm. there's no hope for me. And I... What have you learnt though? Um, I refuse to believe that for one. So um, your beliefs have changed? Yeah, I don't. I think I'll be forever changing. I think that things will pop up that I'll know that I'll need to deal with, but I don't think that I need to be in suffering. Anymore. So how good's anxiety right now? Anxiety is really good. Um, Seriously, like that's like your warning, warning, danger, yeah. Robinson. Like that's like people go to me, people go to me all the time. Like you don't understand my story, and I'm like you don't understand your anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I was one of those people <laughs> where you don't like, understand my story. You don't, and, and I know from my syntax for self-sabotage with my, God, I love my partner. Like she, she, you know, like I under, I understand balance and part of balance is really investing in some of these values that you don't have value enough. And, and like Jess, um, Jess has really, she's such an, she caused a lot of stress in relation to how she reacts and responds and I would hear criticism, not feedback, mm -hmm. but also too, if I start using Jess as a reason to like, I've got to get away from her. I've got to stop talking to kids. I need to work more. She's like, it's all, if you want to call it my ang like anxiety, if that's what you, she's like my worry, my stress, if that's what you want to call it. Mm -hmm. But also too, that's exactly what I need to ground. It's exactly what I need to say. Hey, have a break. It's exactly what I need to go up and say. She got at me today because I've been having meetings. She goes, you haven't even touched me once. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, hello. And, and I'm like, for the last two weeks, you're like, you're touching me too much. I'm not talking inappropriately, inappropriately. She's a yeah. woman. Um, but with that feminine energy, mm -hmm. I'm about to trigger a few girls here. <laughs> it loves to have that safety, certainty, security. It just calls it ownership. She's like, yeah. own me. And it's not that I own her. Yeah. I don't. I don't own anything. It's all borrowed. But mm -hmm. it's it's like she means like let me fall into your arms. Yeah. Like how? And that's my next uh, question. Just to sort of build up because we're going to do this in half an hour segments and we're kind of a little bit into it. And like I said, we could talk for hours. But when I I've met and I work with Ben personally, and we've mm -hmm. helped put a rocket up his ass in relation to his. He's an, he's an incredible guy, like mm. visionary. He was playing about this big. Yeah. Um, now he's like, how do we make it huge? But like, it was kind of, the way that I describe you and Ben is like, it's control freak and control freak have gone headbutting, just like ran into each other. Yeah. Is that, was that a good description of you two? Um, not that I would recognise it in the beginning, but very much so. He wanted yeah. me to be a certain way and I wanted him to be a certain way. And um it just yeah you just butt heads um and were you, two, were you two a couple of narcissists living together yeah 100 <laughs> yeah. percent. people are like did you just call her a narcissist and the answer yeah. is no yes i did but the character trait of narcissism which is uh i own one self-importance and it's mm -hmm. putting your values on other people so yeah. your value of your amazing son yeah but also your value of mindfulness, mind, whatever other values you have, like were you overlaying them on him constantly? Um, yeah. Yep. Like um, just, oh, you said something and it was really powerful and I was wanting to go there. Um, I, I can't remember what I was going to say, but yeah, absolutely. Like uh, I was wanting, and, and it's funny because I could see, because he was all about him. 
and I would see oh, yeah. we all live in Ben's world, you know, like Ben's Ben's freaking lazy dude. <laughs> like I don't know if you realise this when he thought he was busy, he ran into me and I'm like, You're not doing enough. I oh, know. So he was locked. He was running marathons in his own head, and yeah. now he's productive. It's like, yeah. look at world. I know, and there's something so much more attractive with that rather than someone who says that they're busy and actually aren't busy. Like, there's only so much, so much you can really accept that for as a partner, and um, and I know that that's part of my downfall in my relationship because I started to resent him for it because mm. I was like, you say that you're doing all these things, but where's the action? Where's the action? And me Did you admire him, him though? Did you admire him when you first met him? Yeah. For that? Like, yeah, just as the same, like you worked so hard and now it's like, I resent you for how much you work. And I'm like, yeah. so people don't get admiration, resentment, same thing. Yeah. But it's because I was listening to his words and I didn't really have an opportunity to see his actions. And then once we moved in together, I could see what his actions were and his actions didn't match up with um, with his words. So, And he ran into a powerful control freak of a woman and he couldn't out-masculine you, could he? No, but it was also too, I was wanting to be in my feminine. I was yep. wanting to be in my feminine and I was wanting a man who was going to lead and who was going to take action and um, I felt like I couldn't t do any of those things if he couldn't either. And now, so, what, I want to let everyone know that we're going to bring Ben in on this, okay? Ooh. So this is not a Ben bashing session, but <laughs> yeah. at some stage um, we're going to get Ben to come in and speak openly because what I saw when Felicia's like, you got to step up, is him being the most vulnerable like I can't lose this person because I realize that now I actually appreciate and love and admire her. And like, mm -hmm. what, what's like, and then we're going to go in and out of this, but when I, I heard like you guys like full blown separated, mm -hmm. we're living in separate bedrooms thinking like, should I move out? How am I going to support myself to move out? Oh Wow. Yeah. It was starting to go down that track. And, um, but I mean, it was super powerful to have those conversations and to be intelligent about it. And I've always thought when you break up with someone, it has to be like, you know, rage and anger and abuse. And um, I'd never thought that there could be anything um, else rather, like, rather than a toxic breakdown. I didn't think that there because could be. He, yeah. was in it. he was in it, man. Like as soon as you actually put your boundaries up and said, this is deal breakers, he's like, he was a fragile dude. Hmm. Like I remember sitting there and he's like, I, for the first time, I think he felt like there was going to be real loss. Yeah. And it was beautiful. I was just watching him just like, I've got to own it. I've got to own it. I don't yeah. know how to own it. Yeah. I've got to own it. Like she's just, he just saw you as the most beautiful human being. Like it was really, it was like two dudes talking about how beautiful and lovely and, and <laughs> like it was a beautiful conversation really. Like yeah. we wouldn't talk about that in the golf course, but it's, um, but it's like, it was beautiful. Like what, what, what did you notice in him? Cause you you actually came empowered and what that does for a guy, it messes with their head. If a woman comes home and she's changed and energetically she, she's like debating more, I've had guys threaten me because their partners have changed so much. Mm -hmm. 
what was it like? What did he, how did he handle it? Like talk about how he handled it. Um, from the, when we talked about the breakup being on the brink, like when the relationship bringing on the brink, he, um, he then came into like, he was trying to be close to me, trying to be, and I'm like, I need my own space. Like I need to figure this out. You need to go and figure it out on your own. And I think, it wasn't until he finally got that with sessions with you and with um, one of the other Reese. coaches, yeah. Reese, um, that he started to really figure out that, you know, it's really like, I just found it not really attractive that he was trying to claw at me to keep me. I'm like, if you want to keep me, you've got to do your work, like individual for you, not for us, for yourself first. And then that's the only way we're going to be able to move forward. Well, when I met Ben, I didn't give a shit about the relationship stuff because I'm like Reese. Reese is like, I really want to work with like, Godfather. Godfather is like, I really want to work with that. I'm like, take all that stuff on. Like, you got to do that. Like, when someone wants to talk to me about business, I'm like, okay, let's go. So I yeah. was like trying to figure out his, his seven-figure dream. Yeah. He's like wanting to talk about Felicia. And I'm like, nah, dude. Like, yeah. go and talk with Reese. Like, let's just come back here and let's just talk about your fantasies attached yeah. to success, brother. Like, let's just say he's going, I'm doing six figures. I'm only working a few hours a week. I'm like, man, you're bored. You're not fulfilled. That's not success. That's bullshit. Yeah. So uh, I had the pleasure of popping his bubble alongside of you. Yeah. And I've got to start that. That guy has so much respect for me. The fact that he has stepped up every single time. Yeah. Is that what you've seen? Definitely. 100%. Um, even his interactions with people when I've seen him have business meetings and um, he's actually finally taking himself seriously. And I don't think that he's ever taken himself seriously beforehand. Well, he, he was very, um, I just, he never, he played it very safe. Like he figured out, he figured the system out. He could, he could have worked the way he was working for the rest of his life and he could have, Fucking, he could have just wasted hours and wasted hours and wasted hours and full of big conversation and all this sort of stuff. And it was like, uh, I think for the first time now, he's actually listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've even said to him, I'm like, if there's a shortcut, you will find it. If anyone can find a shortcut in anything, you'll find it. And I was like, but now you've got to think about, is this worth my own self-respect to go down this road? Or am I wanting to put in hard work and really reap the results? And like, that's just incredible. And so uh, even now, his yeah. His money's gone up too. Yeah. Yeah, he's making more money. He's, um, uh, the way he think talks about you is from a really, and not that he was talking poorly, he always said no. great, but it's not desperate, it's inspired. Yeah. So hang on, all right. Are you, are you back in the big bed together yet or what? Yeah. Woo! All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, have, and we're going to talk about intimacy and we're going to mm-hmm. talk about communication and we're going to talk about all this sort of stuff and, and we're both going to give. But, like, just to sort of wrap up part one, mm-hmm. okay, so we talk about going into an empowered space as a woman. Yeah. Then we talk about going, all right, this relationship, I see the potential. How do I get them to grow? Like many women we talk to are like, I just want my partner to grow. Yeah. And then to go, to be able to make the courageous decision where I'm going to separate because he's not happy. I'm not happy. Uh, I'm going to risk all my financial stability, my everything to make, to get what I want. And then to 
to be able to navigate back to a really close space. Like what's some advice you'd like to give some of the girls out there and some of the guys that might, yeah. like, I, I didn't sign up for to be this shit. Yeah. Like I think was, give us some, yeah, give us some insight. The, the most, the best advice I can give to any woman is to be clear on it, where you want to go, not in necessarily in your relationship, but in the role that you want to play. So we've had a discussion around, um, whether I go back to a full-time job or whether I become career-driven or whether I become a stay-at-home mum, you have to figure that out, what you want first and foremost. Then you have to go and have some courageous conversations with your partner and say, These are where, this is where I want to go. Are you willing to be on this road with me? And, and, you, and I think it's super important where you've really got to put yourself first. Mm-hmm. You've got to go, if this isn't if my partner isn't ultimately going to stand up and not, I don't think an ultimatum is necessary, but I think on an individual level, if you will not be able to exceed in your relationship or otherwise, if you aren't true to where you want to go. And if your man isn't willing to put in the work and isn't willing to step up and isn't willing to plan, with you then you've got to say goodbye because that is not the relationship that you should be in courage to get in or courage to get out 100 percent. oh boy and people i've had people condemn me they're like what do you mean courage to get out don't you have to stay in it forever i'm like fuck that yeah this is 2020 it's not 1894 okay so like we we've helped people who've been we've helped people apart come back together a connected relationships fall apart because they realize it's not what they wanted they were playing safe like it's it's truly um because even jess like uh 12 weeks ago i think it was she goes you don't seem like you're really into this and i'm like you know what I, I don't know if i am and she goes well you got to commit and i go well and i go well i'm scared to commit because i feel as that if i go fuck it i've had enough you're going to destroy my business and i went oh and I said, then I said, on the back of that, I said, how about I go away for another business trip to, out to West and do my thing and I'll let you know. And she just stood up and she said, go and get fucked. You just gave me an ultimatum, conditional love. Like, I don't want that. I don't need yeah. you. Remember that. I don't need yeah. you. I'm like, oh no, I've just missed everything I've been teaching, learning and growing. And ever since that moment, I went away on the business trip because it was lined up. Mm-hmm. But while I was away my commitment to myself and the car is I'm going to tell this woman she's beautiful because that's my truth. When I met her, she just like, it was like rainbows, unicorns, like she had fairies and (laughs) it was just the most sparkly glittery woman I've ever, I've ever seen. Not to mention she's, bloody hot and um because <laughs> that's, that's like character trait number one right but yeah. she, but she's she's the only she she also has the courage to step in front of this masculine energy and go not good enough sunshine mm-hmm. not good enough and i respect that boy yeah. like i think it works for both like when the masculine energy boom the feminine energy when the feminine is trying to be the masculine pulls into line yeah. Do you ever, does that help you feel safe when he like, when he steps up and goes, no, I got this. Like, yeah. what's it, what, what does it do for I you? Think, I think there's an element where, um, yeah, you can stand up, but you have to make sure that it's balanced and it, mm-hmm. it can't be of that egotistical, well, you should, you should accept this because this is who I am. I don't think that it should come from a place like that, but I do think that you should have 
standards that are well balanced that aren't um, that don't come from anger or resentment or manipulation that it's well balanced um, yeah I just think that people you know it's so you see it in relationships all the time where they're like oh that man you know my partner was talking to that girl and I just will not accept it and you're like no but that's coming out of your insecurity that's mm. not coming out of who you recognize your partner is if it was like your, yeah. girl, your girlfriends no i'm gonna i'm gonna bloody have a go here but you girlfriends you get together it's like you go girlfriend and you're oh. supporting your shitty <laughs> stories it's like you're confirming your bias but like felicia do you have the courage now to say to one of your girlfriends like <laughs> like no this is you like would yeah. you speak out to one of your sisters and say no I- you got it wrong I've done it. I've done. I remember I had a conversation with uh, a very good. I've done. Well, I've actually had a numerous com- conversations like that with um, with many of my girlfriends, and they were not ready to hear it. And so they, instead of shutting, instead of going down the path that I think that they needed to go down, they would rather well, we'll just leave Felicia outside and not contact her anymore because they weren't willing to hear mm. what I had to say. And um, yeah, that. Yeah, it's something that, that hurt. Did that hurt you? Oh, 100%. Yeah, That's yeah. my best friend of like 10 years, me saying, your boyfriend is abusive and I don't like him and I don't think that you should be together. When <laughs> And she get, and she kicks you out of her car at a red light. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. And then doesn't speak to you for three years. I but tell we- you what, like <laughs> you... you... Like that's that's just hardcore addiction to the actual drama. It's like to, the mm. thought of being. I had a I had a client ring me last night. A very good client. Like he's a, and he's hardcore addicted to drama. And it was late because he's a Kiwi. And he's like Trent. What do I do now? I've been asked to do this, and this is what I heard. And I'm like, dude, you're creating drama. Go back to bed. Yeah. And then he sent me snapshots of the messages he did in, in the scenario. I'm like, dude, you're creating drama. Go back to work. Yeah. So people become very addicted. Mm-hmm to the d- 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 drama yeah. <laughs> and a lot of relationships become connection through drama connection through one like uh, the most miserable couples i've seen are the ones that connect through one value aka children aka work yeah i don't think that that's healthy and i've seen many mums who put all of their self-worth into their children and you see them posting photos of their kids all all day on facebook and you're like and i just and i I've looked at that even before coming into the personal development space and I've gone, that is not healthy. Your the gratification that yep. you're receiving is because you're putting all of your self-worth and your value into your child. Yeah. It's the same as like I used to put my self-worth in my productivity and being a hard worker and it doesn't mean shit at mm-hmm. the end of the day. Uh, Jess even goes, you're living for drama all through other people's drama. And I'm like, it's what I do. And she's like, no, you don't get it subconsciously. I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. I'm taking it. So you're right about balance. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, and we're not going to offer any advice or anything. We're sort of kind of painting the picture and um, we're going to, we're going to, I'm going away for a couple of weeks and um, we're going to get this around our, our, our part two on in a couple of weeks. But um, if you're listening to this, okay. And you've got any um, questions or scenarios that you're having struggles with in your current relationship or relationship with the fam, whatever it might be with people, please uh, send the Trent Shaw Master Coaching Group, uh, sorry, the Master Coach page or go to Team Resilience Group and drop a comment in around your relationship or something or even make a comment on the on the podcast uh, section because like we really want to hear and add value by giving parts of us 
and then how, letting you know how we navigated and uh, overcome it because we both like how old are you felicia 33 yeah i remember 33 <laughs> um, but we both have by the sounds of it like come from a bit of experience yeah and also too we coach regularly in this space as you've heard uh we coach separately ben and felicia she's also now becoming a coach she's also mm-hmm. pt she's got corporate background she's been single mama she's uh yeah so there's there's going to be some good stuff come out of this but um Welcome to part one of our relationship series, Felicia Pay. I hope you had fun talking today. Yeah, I did. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, any time, dude. <laughs> so I did it without Mel. Woohoo! Um, we're actually our next guest. Um, it's actually tonight, but it'll be we'll release two. Uh, it's a, 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 an amazing empowered woman by the name of Christine Drummond. She's actually the person that enabled me to get back into my relationship with Jess uh, through doing. A big gesture and a favor for me after i pushed her away so uh but had reached the top one percent in her company empowered human personal development background coach herself got her own empowered women's group so i'm super excited to present uh christine and then we've also got a great mate of mine who's starting to burst onto the coaching scenes finally after me kicking him in the head uh very oh how do i say it He's out there. His name's David. This is, he's, imagine like, um, imagine like a high end corporate dude meet the hangover movie. <laughs> like, and he is like, I've heard of him having benders in Thailand to bloody getting missing planes to closing million dollar deals and, and, and from bankruptcy to uh, now starting to really do some good things in his space. So I'm excited to show that, introduce our audience to David. Um, and then um, next month, we've also, we've got, as we go into August, we've also got some incredible guests lined up. So thank you very much, Felicia. And we look forward to talking to you on the next relationship um, uh, podcast part two. Thank you very much. Thank you.